0: Hello, Dan Alasso with History for Today. I've still been experimenting with Obsidian Publish, and I'm beginning to think that this might be a reasonable way for me to make an all-purpose webpage. I've been making webpages and websites, as well as blogs, for well over 20 years now using a variety of different tools. I was a very early adopter of the idea that everybody could embrace this new technology and speak directly to anyone who wanted to pay attention. And I still love that idea. I used to buy domains and populate them with both static pages and with blogs. I've let most of those domains expire over time. This is the last one that's actually still live out there, I think, called environmentalhistory.us. After I finished being a grad student in the PhD program at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, I moved to northern Minnesota, where I live now. About four years passed before I actually turned back to the dissertation that I had mostly prepared before I left and finished it up. During that period, I actually taught an American environmental history course online for UMass. I think I began around 2014, and there's a poster for the 2016 class on the right there. I also turned the content from that course into a textbook, which I self-published and made available cheaply on Amazon. And it's the cover to that that you see kind of in the main column. And that was, of course, the first text that I converted to an open educational resource when I joined Minnesota State's OER Learning Circle a couple of years ago. In addition to that main page devoted to announcing my latest course and promoting the textbook, I also had a library page that listed a bunch of book reviews that were on additional pages. And those described my reactions to the books that I had read. Books in particular that I thought would be interesting to other environmental history students. I had gotten in the habit as a graduate student of posting my reviews of the books that I studied. And as time passed, I was actually a bit surprised at how many visits those pages received. I suppose the readers were mostly other grad students who had Googled the book titles as part of their research and found that I had said something and were curious. Even today, my review pages are returned on the first page of a Google search of most of those titles. That's not to say that I believe I had said the last word on any of these books, but even so, it seemed like people were interested in reading what I had thought about them when I was a grad student. So I think I'll reproduce that. Only now, of course, the obsidian features of the website that I can create will include the little navigation graph on the right of each of the page. So the reader will be able not only to read my thoughts about that book, but to see the links in each of those reviews to other books that I've read and to the topics in those books that I focused on and I thought were worth exploring. I also had a primary page on that old website, which, among other things, included a set of family letters from the 19th century that I had found in Ashfield, Massachusetts, that I later compiled into a book called The Ranny Letters. I had just added them in a blog-style long stream of posts. I don't think that was actually the most effective way to make those letters available, or primary research in general. But that was what I had available in that particular webmaking tool. I think that the lumber folder that I've already been playing around with in Obsidian Publish will give me a much better presentation option. And since I'll be making a lot of that research available to the outside world, I think I'll add more images. For example, I have a lot of scanned postcards from my trip to the Historical Society in Virginia, Minnesota. The Virginia and Rainy Lake lumber mill there was the largest in the world for the first couple of decades of the 20th century. I didn't see much of a point adding a lot of images to my Obsidian Vault when it was private and just for me. Seemed to me that there might be better ways to work with images. But now that I'll be making them public, my attitude has changed a little bit. I've read and I've heard some folks cautioning users of Obsidian Publish to be very careful about privacy. There are certainly things in my personal Obsidian Vault that I don't necessarily want to be out there on the public web. So I'm not planning just to publish my entire Obsidian Vault. My first thought was just to take a small subset and move that content into a new folder titled Dan's Pages, and only publish from that folder. I think that's a pretty good idea, since I can open that folder as its own vault and that way there won't be any additional stuff coming along with it accidentally. Although the more I think about it, the more curious I am about how much of my actual vault is going to end up in that folder and how much is gonna remain private. I probably won't initially publish the working folders for my OER textbooks or even my evergreen notes, at least not yet. And I don't think that I want to censor my daily notes to the extent that I would need to in order to make them visible to everybody in the outside world nor do I really see a need to do that. But I do think that I will expand on that idea of working with the garage door open to include not only my white pine lumber project, but also my reading notes and a blog of sorts. Links to my videos also, which may be an opportunity for me to highlight some of the history content videos in addition to the note-taking and apps videos that are popular on this channel. I'll be teaching a fully online asynchronous course this summer in American Economic History. So there will be a series of videos that will go with that. And maybe I'll add additional things to the public site as time goes on. This is an image of the initial graph of the site. Uh, So you can see it's fairly sparse at this point, but I expect that it will fill pretty quickly this summer. The home for all of this, I think, will end up being my active website. I'll probably retire the environmentalhistory.us site, and maybe at some point I will explore the idea of exporting from Obsidian Publish into a private domain of my own. To start, I think I'll publish to the one that I get with the subscription, and I'll call it something like Dan's Pages, and it will live at publish.obsidian.md. And we'll see how that works for a while. So it's up and live now, and you're welcome to go there and check it out. And if you have comments and suggestions, I would love to hear them. And I'll have more to say about it and about the experience of publishing through Obsidian as I continue. But that's all for now. So I hope people found that a little bit interesting. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you again.